Welcome back, folks, to the Mailwright Show. It's episode 248. It's going to be an internal discussion between me and my great co-host, Robert Newman. We're going to be discussing all things around databases, what you should know, why it's important, and how you should use them. Robert, do you want to quickly introduce yourself to our new listeners and viewers? I do, but I'm going to add a little something onto John's introduction of this show. So what we're really talking, he's right. The core element will be talking about how to use information that you have and how to get information that you need. But the objective is how do you future your proof your business in a, in a uncertain marketplace? And that's what we're really going to be talking about is how to future proof your business in an uncertain marketplace. Now, if you'd like to learn more about me, my name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound REM, which is a real estate marketing company that focuses on real estate SEO. And you can go to inboundrem.com and see great reviews on uh, products and services like uh, Boomtown, Sync, uh, Playster, all sorts of, uh, pretty much everybody that's popular. And then you all can, so can read uh, my thoughts about uh, how to do prospecting and, and all sorts of other topics as well. Yeah, sure. And I'm the founder of MailRiot. It's a, it's a, a suite of software um, that will help you market yourself in one in a box, basically. Um, it has a strong emphasis of using Facebook um, paid advertising to get leads and then convert them. But there's a lot of other parts to it. So if that sounds interesting, go over to MailRiot, have a look at what we're offering. And if you want a free demo and have a free discussion with me about your marketing needs, you can book that on the site as well. Um, what you can also do is also remember that you can watch the show live on the MailRite Facebook page. And me and Robert, if you comment or got any questions during the show, you can post on the Facebook page and we will answer either during the show or afterwards. So do remember that, that you can actually watch the show live on the MailRite Facebook page. So Robert, how are we going to start the conversation? Well, I'd like to just just set it up a little bit more. I did right there, but um, I, I want to have like John and I are going to dialogue about this. But but when you've been sitting across from each other for a year, once a week, every week, we kind of know how each other thinks and feels about a lot of these topics. But today we're going to talk about what are some things that you can be doing to future proof your real estate business. Because nobody has a crystal ball, not me, not John, not anybody. There's just nobody. We don't really know what's going to happen. However, we do know that there are some things, not 100% bullshit. Can I just just slightly interrupt? I'll say this to a friend. I say, you know, the present moment, it's like like being a character in a Stephen King book. (laughs) You don't, you don't actually know. You don't actually know what what the hell's going on from one week to the other. I I totally agree. And um, but what we do know, what we can control, is we do know that one way or the other, people will continue to buy real estate. If anything, the last few months have shown us because right now we're doing this show on June twenty fifth, and we all went into lockdown in February. At least I think we, we did here in California. Were you in lockdown in February in Reno, John? I think it was slightly later, but not too. I think it might have been at the beginning of March. Okay. So March for him, February for me. But 
So we we did the lockdown and and honestly, my business kind of dried up in terms of uh, people contacting and a lot of the real estate people that I was talking to in, in February and March said that uh, they weren't getting very many calls. And then as states started to open up, the calls to my business started to come back. And now with most of the states open, I'm almost as busy as I usually am, which is telling me that my clients are also almost as busy as they usually are, which leads me to this point, John. I think that no matter what, real estate will be there. Now, whether or not we're not going to go into lockdown again, that's that's a huge question, I think, for everybody. So what can you do to try to make sure to get through all of that in a, in a marketing sense as well as possible? And that's where I feel like the conversation about how do you manage the data that you already have from your customers the right way? Do you Do you kind of agree with that setup? I do, but can I, I'm going to say something, mention somebody or a company that you're not going to like. Sure, go for yeah. it. Well, he's not great. He, he's not great, great fans of Curator and the, the, the two founders, folks. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit less, um, how to, I'm trying to find the right word, Robert, less critical of them than you are. Sure. Uh, um, um, and I was listening, they were doing, um, they were doing their podcasts and they they had um, a real estate company that's actually a client of theirs and they were discussing how they how they utilize the Facebook because um, they do a lot this particular real estate company um, through curator and that do a ton of Facebook advertising and what was their mechanisms and how did they utilize all the leads that came through the Facebook advertisement and what was the mythologies that they utilized um, to convert those possible leads into actual clients. And it, it there was nothing that extraordinary, but what, and they, before they started using Facebook, they had been a, a, a large, um, um, Zillow um, user, but they were saying that Zillow um, it had got so expensive and so competitive that they decided to look at another mechanism to generate. And what was interesting was that they were really utilising the lead. The lead came through Facebook, and then they had um, a resident. Um, um, agent, you know, he was a qualified agent that was their digital master sure. for the brokerage and he was the gateway um, and you know as the lead came in it was just sent to a pool of agents and the ones that were available would get the, get the lead um, but the main thing is that they were using you know they would phone up that lead, you know, when it came through and got into their CRM, they would phone up that lead two times in the morning and one time in the afternoon. And then the next day, they would phone that lead two days. And they, and they said, you know, and they were getting fantastic results, but they also mentioned they had the ones that they couldn't get hold of on the phone or through texting or email, they would still try and contact that person unless that person made totally clear 
that they didn't want any more further outreach from the company. And they said they've had clients where they've attempted to find and they keep records. They've had some clients where they've they had attempted to get hold of that client over 300 times. <laughs> um, but that client, in the end, had turned into a large client. And, you know, some of them had turned into, some, some hadn't, but some of them had. And it said, it said, it said it's just keep on ringing and trying to contact that client until they tell you to clear off completely because he said it's a lot of people it's just turning reading at the right moment when they actually got a need for you but don't get disheartened that you're not getting an instant response i thought it was fascinating myself well i have spent a lifetime in phone sales if somebody gives me a hundred names of people that are vaguely interested in my product I'm going to call those hundred names as many times as it takes to get on the phone with these people. And I'm going to prompt them when I'm leaving messages and other things, I'm going to give them outs to stop the contact, respond to me. Let me know if you're still not interested, but if you're, if you're, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to keep reaching out to you and you can leave creative messages and, and, and manage all those contact attempts in a creative way so that people don't feel pestered by you. And a lot of people, by the way, John, in my experience, when you're doing calls, they don't really say yes or no. They'll oftentimes respond with things like, I can't talk right now. They don't really say, don't call me back or do call me on Friday. They just say, I can't talk to you now. So they respond, but they don't give you enough to go on. So for, for me, that's a, they must still be interested. A lot of people would hear that as, oh, they didn't tell me they're interested. I'm not going to call them anymore. I hear that as, oh, they didn't say buzz off. They literally kind of kept the door open for me to be reaching out. So I'm going to keep calling them until I get them on the phone. That's, that's what I would do. And so Mitch Ryback talked about that. You're talking about the conversion guys. If you have a list of leads and, and you, are, you should be calling those leads two to eight times every single person. And that's what Ryback said. That's what you're saying with conversion. That is what is necessary today to get the best results. If you're going to do the calls yourself, sit down, schedule a couple of hours every day and do nothing but calls, no matter how many times you've called the lead until you get them yeah. and have a good CRM where you're prioritizing your calls so that you know hot leads for like newer leads first, people that you've called 20 times would be your last priority, but you call them again. Yeah, but I went off bit topic and I'm noted to do that. And thanks, Robert. But it was just, but to get back to your question, I, I think... It's very linked to our guest that we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, which was Ricky. Uh, I call it Karuf, Ricky Karuf. Uh, um, and he's a great trainer and a great agent. Um, and I, I think I agree with him. I, I think to make your company, you know, resistant to external events, it, it's really building personal relationship with your clientele and then having a, a, a mythology of um, consistently filling the funnel of consistently getting um, new clients and also outreaching to old, but also having, trying to attempt with your old clients to build up 
a real relationship with them. So they have no hesitation of referring um, new people to you. So I don't know what you think about that. So, okay, guys, I like to give actionable information. So, John, to answer your question, I think I think strongly about it. And I love Ricky as a as a as an example because I really think he does his best to share his specific system, how he's managed to sell a hundred homes. I think he's really transparent. I've now listened to even more calls than the last time that we talked and even more read, reviewed more of his material, which is why it was super easy for me to, to pull this up. But guys, the way that Ricky keeps in touch with his clients is he does a weekly email. So he's been generating leads and making phone calls and his method of generating leads for him is he uses a phone system and he calls out to people and he does what's called circle prospecting. That just means he calls uh, buildings and such. Uh, and, and gets a hold of every owner in the building and targets buildings that he has done a lot of transactions in and basically says, hey, I've done 17 transactions in your building. I'm real experienced with it. But here's what he does to, to keep his business future-proofed. He sends out a weekly email and he calls it a weekly email report. And what he basically does is a, is a market report done weekly for his clients. Now that's not my personal favorite kind of outreach, but to the depth and level that he does it, he's not using a non-customized template. He's customizing his template. So he's giving personal information when he sends out this weekly report, not just some report that he generated off some service. So if you're going to if you're going to send a custom report every week, then... You've got to put some value into it, haven't you? you really got to spend... You've got to be dedicated and make sure it's consistently got some decent value because otherwise it's a total waste of time, I feel. And as a bonus for this show, I'm going to ask John to put up the link to the tutorials for Ricky on his, he has a how and why. He's got two video tutorials, one that focuses on how, on, on why, and the other that focuses on how, in terms of the way that he does his weekly email reports. Now, if you have a database and you've been ignoring it, or you've been sending nothing but automated response to your existing databases, I'm going to say something right now, and please hear me. Stop. Start sending out customized messages right now during COVID-19, i.e. John, how do you feel if I make the recommendation about BombBomb? Because I think that's a great way to add. I think, think, you know, I've got no problem with it at all. You know, I think for a subset, you know, obviously, you know, if you've got quite, you're starting building up a reasonable database, you you just cannot customise message. But for those that are have been identified as really hot prospects or people influence influencers in your community or people that know that champion you using something like bomb bomb is a great idea um yeah and i i feel the same way about it so that which by the way guys that that is one way one service one easy way because it's just actionable tips is all we're trying to give you. So that is a way to reach out to your database. So how would I use BombBomb? 
I think that BombBomb is great if you're an experienced agent with an existing list that's been hearing from you from a long t- for a long time. Actually, you- um, I'm sorry to do this. Can we go for our break and then we can talk about BombBomb when we come sure. back? Is that okay with you, Robert? Sure. So we're going to go for our break, listeners and viewers, and we'll be back and we'll be discussing when we come back, BombBomb. We'll be back in a few moments. You want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. Can't believe that we got to the halfway point. It just kind of... It just went really quickly. Uh, but hopefully, we're not just. Oh, I f- hopefully, I think I think Robert's trying to keep to the point. I think I'm not helping. <laughs> Sorry, but here we go. Over to you, Robert, about Bob. Okay, so here's. So if you haven't already done it, please go back and, and look at our podcast, John and I's podcast, where we where John acquired this great guest, Michael Hollenbeck. Michael Hollenbeck talks about stages of a career, and I've been talking about that a lot because it there are different stages of a career. If you are already an experienced agent and you're listening to the show, hoping to get a little bit of advice or a tip, I think that Bomb Bomb is a great suggestion for you. If you have a database, even if it's a hundred people that have been getting messages from you for a very long time. But let's say you've been using automated IDX messages or something like that to keep in touch with your clients or automated emails, and you haven't really been personal, the way that you could really capture their attention and get like an 80 or 90% open rate on your emails, which you want right now, you, it's not like you're going to get all that business, but you want people to know that you're trying to get in touch with them in a personal way. For you, for that specific agent type, I think that BombBomb is an amazing suggestion. If you're a new agent trying to reach out to new prospects and build up a database from scratch, I don't know that I would add the extra expense of BombBomb yet. I don't know that it's necessary. I'm not sure that I'd feel great about that recommendation. Um, For almost everybody else, if you're a broker with many, many agents, I think it's going to be hard to take action and get your agents to use BombBomb on an individual level though you probably could do a tools email with a lot of great suggestions about tools that your, your agents could use in order to leverage uh, technology to get a different result from their databases. And if I was a broker, by the way, that's the conversation I'd be having with my team is this conversation, but with my team. And what is another tool, John, that, that you think would really, I mean, they could hire Warren, that would be another way. If you had money to spend in a huge database, that could be something you'd consider, right? Use mail right. <laughs> I'll use mail right. Um, but no, I, I'm, to be serious, uh, um, well, I am pretty serious about that. Uh, um, I, I really think there's a... Well, this conversation, because it's in my mind, is created. This actual brokerage, they were spending over 100000 I forget how many agents. It was a boutique regional um, brokerage, and they were spending about $100,000 on Facebook, but they said they were getting eight times a return. So every dollar they were spending on Facebook, they reckon they're getting an $8 return, which is 
pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, so if that was the case, I would keep feeding the beast. I would be giving Facebook as much money as possible. If I was getting uh, every $1 I was giving to Facebook, I was getting an $8 return. But I think it was also the, um, the mythology because, you know, I don't, I don't think they said what CRM, but the digital agent who was a qualified agent he was monitoring and if if the pool of agent if agent got a lead and they didn't they weren't doing the follow the follow through it would be then that lead would be taken and given to another agent so they they were merciless about that follow through had to be done and they they actually said they trained so I, I think the bomb I think it's really um having a system where you can see reasonably easily who who's been talking to you, who take, opens your email, and then you sending them a, a subset of your of your list a bonbon message. Um, it, you know, you could also also use that that response to either your Google ads or your Facebook ads. You know, consider sending them a bonbon as your um, as part of your initial engagement um, um, technique, might that might be worthwhile doing that. You know, it's just using something bomb bomb is to, you're just trying to use a tool that a lot of agents won't use. So you're just trying to be a bit different to the to the mass of agents, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh... I agree with that. Hey, my this didn't publish to my Facebook group. Um, yes, I, I, I think that that's, that's very much the case. Um, so in terms of tools that you could use, guys, because we've covered tools in our last show, but when you're going to talk about like outreach and let's just say that you have a list, which is probably, I think, most of the people that are part of this show because we've talked about getting creative with lists. Like if you're starting off in real estate, you have a list. You don't not have a list. You just have a list of friends and family and people. And, and an, an outreach to those people is going to be like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I've changed my career and I'm in real estate now. And you'd email all those people and you'd, you'd, you'd send a message just like they were a group of prospects because they are. You obviously don't press them or market to them too hard because they're family and friends and you don't want to hear about it at the next cocktail party. But you definitely let them know that you're doing the thing so that if they decide that they want to buy or sell a home, maybe, just maybe, they'll call you. So you have a list. So what do you do to manage these lists? Well, one of the tools from last week's series of recommendations, which John just informed me at the beginning of this show, has gone live, was a service called Robly. That's for email outreach. There's another, another service that John uh, recommended, which was what, Mail, what was Mailer it? Light. Mailer Light. That's another email service. Uh, Mailer Light might even be less expensive than Robly. I don't recall. I don't recollect. It's free, but... so you know, up to up to a thousand. Pardon me, up to a thousand subscribers. Can... Right. So it's totally free. If you're uh, just getting started, that would be where you go, right? Yeah, I actually because um, I have to look at the thing. I I think their free product is actually better value because the landing page and the add-ons work is actually better value than MailChimp. And I think a lot of people have heard of MailChimp. 
Um, and, you know, I, I think Mailer Light is actually a better deal. Okay. You know, and especially if you get over a certain threshold, because one of the problems with uh, Mailchimp is when you get up, when you get to a certain level, uh, and then you get you have to pay the the jump is quite considerable, the jump between the free product and the paid product with Mailer Light, that jump is a lot less. It's only like fifteen dollars, so. You know, if you can't afford fifteen dollars, I think you've got a bit of a problem, haven't you? Well, maybe it, not afford and not want to spend are probably two separate things. And and I myself have 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 at times inside my sales career, even like when I've been making money, I just get in a weird headspace where. I, for whatever reason, decide, like, I've eliminated a huge amount of my subscriptions right no, now. I tot- you're totally right there to say that to me because, you know, you've got to be, re- all these, you know, all these SaaS products, all these $15, dollars $50, they all add up, don't they? And then you, when you look at your expenses, you're spending $500, $500 a month on, on so you've got to make sure that, you know, you've got to be selective and you've got to be dedicated. You know, I am going to use this tool. I am going to dedicate um, so much time to learn it. Um, and um, I'm going to give it six months and then I'm going to review it again. And if I can't see that it's made a difference after six months, I'm going to junk it. Yeah. And and that's... That's like, that's to my point. Like right now I'm very reluctantly adding on subscriptions, which is why I like your suggestion about MailerLite. If you're new into the business, so so that, so that just to break these recommendations up, the start of the show, we made a recommendation about databases and emails for people who are probably in the latter part of their real estate career, maybe three to five years, three to 15, three to 20 years, that those recommendations would work for everybody. If you're in your first couple of years, I don't know that I'm going to go the route of, of recommending in uncertain times, which is what the title of this show is that you take on extraneous expenses, even really small ones. I think I'm going to go with, if you have under a thousand contacts, absolutely use the free tool that John is mentioning. There's no worries unless you get above a thousand contacts. I used MailChimp for years for free before I finally got to the point where I had to pay for it. And honestly, I probably got more value out of that than any other tool ever because I sent out tens of thousands of emails without paying a single penny on MailChimp. So. I'm sure that MailerLite would work the same way and you'd probably find it even easier to use than MailChimp. So take John's recommendations and run with it. If you're in your first three years of the career, it will cost you nothing. And yet you will be able to reach out to your clients and stay in touch with them and personalize your emails. Now, my last recommendation, which is definitely uh, an outlier, is so we've talked about doing BombBomb. We've talked about emailing. We've talked about getting in touch personally, using market reports and Ricky Car- uh, Ricky's approach. Here's one last approach. It's not something that anybody that I know of is doing or very few people. And that is this. As part of these emails, I suggest that you do a YouTube video, um, a static one that you put on your YouTube channel. And I would talk about your views on COVID and the way that it's impacting the way that you do business. That's it. Not, it's not a sales pitch. It's merely a, this is what, how I'm under, how COVID has affected me. 
please look at Christoph Chu's channel if you have any questions about that, because Christoph is great about explaining how he's changing his business model to match COVID. All this does is just lets people know in a very, very, very subtle way that you're taking COVID seriously, that you've adapted your business to doing business in the days of COVID, and that if they contact you, this is what they can expect. Uh, What do you think about that, John? I think it's a really great idea. I think it really shows that you're in tune with the market and it's professional. Perfect. You know, I just... But I've, I think a lot of people, um, they think, you know, and a lot, you've got to get on, whatever system you use, either you hire Robert, you hire Mel Wright, you hire Curator, hire whatever to get you leads. You, you've got to have a morphology. You've got to have a, a system where you're going to keep try and keep in contact um, and get that first one-to-one conversation going. You know, this is this is what the game is about, is getting... And you don't, you know, in these higher-powered scripts that people use, it's not my cup of tea. All, all I think is, and um, you're more experienced with telephone sales than I am by an enormous extent. But um, what I've learned is that when I was first doing telephone, I tend to rabbit, I, I, I tended to rabbit too much. Um, it's kind of English, hopefully it's understandable in the US. I I tended to want to fill the silences with my own voice. And, and as you get a bit of experience, what is important is that you allow the um, the prospect to talk. And the more you can um, get them to talk to you and the more you learn about why they are looking to either sell or buy a house, the more chance you can understand their needs and wants that you're that you're gonna they're gonna become your client because people don't move home or look start looking for homes in a very consistent way because it is a it's a total pain in the ass moving a house isn't it that is a pain in the posterior isn't it yeah yeah well, we got to our 30 minutes. I think Robert has done his best. I think I've confused the waters terribly. I apologise, listeners and viewers. I'm going to let Robert control me a bit more. I think we've got a guest next week anyway. So uh, um, I, I think uh, I, I'm sure Robert's going to have a, a telling off of me when we end the show. But I don't think it was totally my fault. Hopefully you got some um, insights to this, folks, because... On a serious note, I think if you do the things that Robert said and um, and I've tried to say, it will make your business more resistant to the ups and downs that you see in, which is natural in this industry. We'll be back, like I say, next week with hopefully a great guest. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. One last thing as we're closing out here, everybody, um, please do John a favor. All these, this content is hosted on his YouTube channels. I, I copy some of his stuff onto my channel, but but I'm not as religious about it as he is. Do John a favor, add some likes, put some comments in the shows. He works really hard on this stuff. It, it's always nice. You don't have to do any business with either one of us. You don't have to call us about our systems. We're not asking for any of that. Just if you hear the show, you're listening to it now, which over a thousand of you are, please comment, like it, give him, give him a little feedback. Uh, the man obviously needs it. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
don't know how to respond to that. That's a, that's a cutting compliment. That's two-sided, isn't it? I, don't, I think I'm reasonably happy for the week I've had. Uh, um, uh, we'll let that go. We'll see you. I'm we'll just see. kidding. That was a joke. Yeah. That was a joke. Well, is it? well, I knew it was. I, I laughed. <laughs> uh, that was very English humour, actually. It must be, <laughs> I must be growing on Robert. Uh, um, we'll see you next week, folks. Bye, Bye guys.